Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel no. Right, uh, this is this is episode 29, season 10 of the Fighting Call Podcast. We have been recording already for I'd say 25 minutes and it was some of the it was among the best podcasts we've done it was so funny 
and I didn't press record. I did not <laughs> press record. I joined on the line by John Bass. Hi, hey, mate. Yeah. yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. It's been a while, isn't it? That's... Yeah. Uh, Cal, how you doing? We had I'm jokes good, about mate. John Bass eating fingers, about all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah. It's, we can't recreate that, can we? No. Yeah. No. There's only, you know, there's only so many ways that you can talk about your mum and you having sex with my mum being like climbing Mount Everest. You know, the first time we hear it, it's pretty funny. After that, it loses its impact, uh, much like um, you after shagging my mum. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing about climbing Mount Everest, though, is once you've climbed Everest, no one can take that away from you. You're like, you've it's done good point. That. So it's a good point. Be proud of it. You know. yeah, yeah yeah that's a good point yeah that's true it's like, yeah but just like recording this now feels like a little bit like we're at the bottom we're at base camp again yeah <laughs> we've fallen yeah. down we were halfway up and then the rope slipped and we've hit the bottom and we're like oh for fuck's sake we've got, we've got to climb this bad boy again imagine that's imagine, all right it's okay yeah. it's what we do mate imagine going down on your mum john oh my own mum <laughs> uh, <laughs> well i've said this i've said this before on the pod is you know if you think about it um, when you when you're born, your mouth probably brushes past, depending on which way you come out. You know, like some babies are, what is it, breech or whatever. Yeah. You, your or mouth is going in. past your mum's puss, so there is a chance mm. that you your mouth touched her clit on the way out. Oh my god! She enjoyed it. Jesus she enjoyed Christ. it. She enjoyed it, mate. So you're, I'm not sure so she enjoyed you. it. She was screaming in agony, especially delivering you. Well, you you was 15 pounds born, <laughs> weren't you? Your your mum. <laughs> Your mum's always screaming when I'm down there, mate. Don't worry about that, boy. Also, the other thing is, your cock, all of our cocks have been in our mum for nine months. Yeah. <laughs> fact. Like, fact, the fact. Yeah. I kind of feel like you're just saying, shag your own mum. Yeah. I'm just saying, what's, what harm does it do? <laughs> Not really, any. <laughs> The act itself, the act itself is is fine. If both are consenting adults, it's fine. It's only if there's a baby and then it like comes out like hills have eyes. But an actual act of sex, that's just you know, it's it's a laugh. Life's too short, and we're in we're in Panny D, we're in Locky D too. Like thinking about all the things we do. Locky D too, mate. Come out of Locky D and just start shagging your mum if you want, or if you don't, you know, as long as she wants it as well, it's fine. I was going to do a link to our sponsor there, but I'd probably leave it. Just leave it. Give us some space. Um, give us some space. Yeah. I'm going to give you some space for about let a month breathe, after this. Uh, uh, we've got Christmas jumpers, right? This is the last time that you can buy Christmas jumpers. Uh, we've got Hoybier jumpers. Ho, ho, ho. Because, you know, it, ho, ho, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Huminson Sons greetings. And uh, another version of that in Korean, and obviously I can't read Korean, so I don't know what it says. But you can buy the jumper. It could say anything. It could say, fuck John Bass's mum. I don't know. Um, but but whatever it says, I'm sure it's fine because whoever buys this, as long as you're not from Korea, um, no one will know. It would just. I think people would just assume it just says Merry Christmas. If you want to buy these uh, jumpers, it's literally your last chance because obviously Christmas is coming 15 days away now, I think. And yeah. um, you can get them if just just look on our pin tweet on Twitter at Love the Shirt, and you'll uh, you'll find a link to buy the jumpers. Uh, we've just beaten Antwerp two nil. Um, Cal, was it more difficult than you thought it would be? <laughs> uh, for the first like twenty five minutes, it was like they were quite they were 
you know, I don't like Jermaine Genus, but he, well, wait, I didn't like him last night. He was annoying me, but, you know. Yeah, he, on commentary, he he, he, he's particularly annoying for some reason. Yeah. He's very negative, isn't he? He's very negative about Spurs. Um, He just clearly, he's he's another one of these weirdos that doesn't like doesn't like Jose Mourinho being our manager. It's just weird. Um, But, yeah, he was, he, he nailed it, really. He said, they're nice and neat and tidy, you know, Antwerp, but they're not creating anything. And you look at the stats, they had two shots, none on target. Um. They they weren't a threat. They were not a threat. They did play to us, John. They did play some, some sort of tidy football, though, didn't they? Yeah, I, I wasn't um, going into the game. I wasn't as like as confident as what Cal's described there because of how well they played in the last game. And I don't know whether it was we played shit and so it made them look good. But I genuinely thought they were quite impressive in that other game. And so I, I just kind of thought, well, this is not going to be that easy. I still expect us to have enough like at home got fans back and all that that we'd probably get through but yeah as as the game kind of like started i was like kind of underwhelmed by them and i you know you kind of like replay things in your mind and you, you actually think maybe i've just imagined that they were much better than they than they actually are and to be honest it was it was a classic case of like that first game was probably um them flattering to deceive a little bit and actually they're just a bang average side and we didn't turn up and the combination made them seem a lot better and in this game i thought like we we started we started okay. I thought we started fine, and I was never really worried after the sort of first five ten minutes. Um, Gareth Bale struck one of the best free kicks I've seen in many a year. Certainly at White Hart Lane, it might have been the best free kick. I, and obviously, that's that's mad to say that it it didn't go in. But it was uh, as I remember it. I was I was thinking like thirty five yards, thirty yards is probably a bit closer to the goal than that. But it wasn't that far mm. off. And it was an absolute peach. I thought it was going in completely. And their uh, goalkeeper, the Iranian goalkeeper, who'd find him, found himself in a in a you know a significant European competition, probably not the top, definitely not the top. Mm. But he found himself facing a Gareth Bale free kick, and his story was actually really interesting. Like he he was um, he, you know he was uh, he was doing menial jobs as a way to support him as he worked his way to becoming. A, a top goal court, a, a top goalkeeper, and I, I thought that he was probably man of the match. I'm not sure who got it, but he was probably man of the match last night. He, he prevented about three or four good chances, and that free kick that he saved pushed onto the post. Obviously, Vinicius scored on the bounce, but it, you know it's, that's not his fault. He did everything he could. Um, yeah, what 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 did you make of the Iranian goalkeeper's performance, John? Well, Matt, I thought um, I thought he was really good. I mean, he was unorthodox. Like there were times when he would do like mad shit, and I'd be like, "Okay, wow, you can see, you can see that this is kind of why he's at his level." But it's also like a a nice reminder of of why sometimes people outside of the UK get quite romantic about the Europa League because you do get these stories of like players doing whatever they have to do to kind of make it, and then they play against teams like us. And it's you know so it's a big achievement, and I thought he was really good. Uh, and yeah, the free the free kick from Bale was was pretty special. What do you, um, what do you make of Bale, John? Like in terms of what what's happening currently, because he's obviously he's 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 a Europa League player at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's not really getting near. He's on the bench naturally, but I can understand why Jose Mourinho isn't picking him. Uh, for, yeah. for, for for the for the you know, and it's easy to say that when when we're top of the league, but. It feels like if you have someone of these quality, and I felt like while he wasn't the best player on the pitch, uh, Lo Celso was hands down. Mm. Um, it it felt like he had the uh, class. He had the class that that sort of 
you know elevated him amongst everyone else on that pitch. Yeah, I think I think with Bale, what I've what I've noticed over the last kind of or, or seeing him basically since he's been back, because when he I'll be honest, when he was at Real Madrid, like I, I wasn't watching him week in week out, so I didn't really see whether or not like he declined or whether or not he'd like kind of changed his style. But since he's been back, like I must admit, this kind of reminds me of. Um, when Giggs was in his last like three or four seasons at Man United, where he completely changed the way that he played, and he was really effective for United in those last like three or four seasons, where he wasn't a flying winger anymore. He would sort of play more as like where they would play a three. He would play kind of on the right of that three, and would be a much more kind of cutting inside and making play and finding incisive passes and using his like his skill set outside of his like physicality. And I actually think Bale's like going for a similar thing where he's like working out how he can use his attributes now that don't include pace to um, to be effective in a game. And in a Europa League um, setting, that's that's pretty effective. And I thought he looked really like classy again and he's like showed moments of that. If we can get some of that in the Premier League as well, then it's a fucking bonus. Because like, we, let's be honest, we've got him on loan this season. If he plays well, maybe another season. That'll be it, probably. Like we're not really going to look like for he's not the future, is he? It's a short-term thing, and if we can like squeeze the last few drops out of the class that we know he's got, and it helps us get over the line in a couple of major trophies, then fucking amazing for him, amazing for us, um, amazing for the football club. So yeah, happy mate. Um, obviously, after that bow free kick, and uh, obviously Felicia scored, um, Mourinho made three changes. He brought on Son. Uh, Kane and Ndombele probably the best three substitutions we can make they're, they're mm. uh, you know, our, our top performers probably um, but it did it did leave a little bit of a, an issue somewhat because Harry Winks went down the tunnel after being pulled um, uh, Vinicius had just you know scored again and mm. Bauer had just performed a, a bit of magic that you know took us back seven or eight years ago. Do you think Mourinho was right to do that? Was this all about just winning the game? Uh, um, I, I think, you know, um, we'd we just gone 1-0 up. I, I understood maybe bringing on the big boys, you know, with with 20 minutes to go. This was this was on the 55th minute. It was around then, wasn't it? And so it was still quite early in the half. We just got the goal. Vinicius had scored it. You saw how much it meant to Vinicius to score that goal. He fucking screamed, like, because he works so hard. Like, you can see so much hard work from Vinicius. He's really, really tries. And he's he's there's definitely a player in there. There's, de- there's a difference for... between him and, and Vincent Janssen or, or uh, Lorente, isn't it? There's definitely a player oh, in there. Yeah. Like, a really, like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Potentially really a really good player. Now, I'm not saying he'd yeah. be good enough to lead our line ever, but as a backup striker, I, I just I, I'm really impressed. Every time I watch him play, I'm thinking I'm getting more and more impressed each time he plays. Yeah, yeah, and there was a, again another stupid fucking comment from Genus in commentary about oh they're not playing week in week out. It's like you dickhead. They played last week, so yes, they are playing week in week out. You absolute gorm. Um, but. <laughs> um, so, but he played like, and he's actually he's doing really well. But he's coming to a new country. He's coming to a new, a new language and all of that. And he did a little video in English on Instagram, which made me laugh more than it should have done. Um, and you can see he's really, really trying. He's really, really trying to fit in. And I thought it was a little bit early for Mourinho to make those changes. Really, I thought that's those are the kind of thing you do in the last 15, 20 minutes. You know, we we just gone one nil up, um, and. Perhaps he was saving Bale. Maybe he's going to play Bale at the weekend. Vinicius had a left on. I think he could have stayed on, really. 
Uh, Winks, Winks, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't notice him. I didn't anyway. And I, 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 I do look at, you know, you you want to see your fringe players play and you want to see them get a chance because it's a squad game and you want to see everybody involved and they all play for Spurs. So we like them all, don't we? We all like them because they wear the shirt. Yeah, we want them to do well. Uh, yeah. Of course, exactly. Like they wear the shirt, they play for us. We want them to do well. And in order to do well, they need to play games. And, but so you, you watch these fringe players and you're thinking, okay, come on, let's see someone today. I really want them to do well because I want them to see them play again. And it, and it means that we have a better shot at more competitions the more that these guys play as well. And you just didn't notice Winks. And I know they're completely different players, but the difference between him and Hoybier is fucking huge. It's absolutely mad. You notice Hoybier like constantly. He just wins it. He, yeah. He's not even like this fucking tough, tackling, hard bastard. He's just everywhere. Just dominates. And he cleans me. up and he leads. He just dominates the game. And Winks, you just, you don't notice him. You don't notice him at all. And, Winks doesn't, he does not have the right to go down the tunnel and have a sulk. Um, the manager's kind of stuck up for him and said, I told him to do that, but he was the only one to do it. And that kind of stuck out uh, to me. Do you, like, yeah, uh, you know, and you've seen other players who ha- have sort of flattered to deceive in their first part of their, um, you know, existence under Jose Mourinho's reign and they've come back through. And you look at what Sissoko had to to contend with when uh, under Pochettino, mm. where he came back through. So you have, you've got examples of of players playing them, themselves back into the team. Even Bergvine, you know, if you remember all the mm. uh, interview the interviews that that Mourinho had to sort of uh, canvas or not sort of receive the questions from, and um, a lot of them was about what, why isn't Bergvine playing? And he and, and Mourinho always said that this is a squad. This is like you know you you wouldn't be asking managers of other clubs. Um, why their their squad players aren't playing? Manchester Pep Guardiola never has to field those questions ever. So no. Bervine was in this situation where we've bought him twenty two million pounds from PSV, I think it was, and he's um, he, he he's sat there, he's been patient, and he started the last three or four games. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 blueprint to get back into Mourinho's plans. This is a Tottenham Hotspur team that is top of the league, by the way. Um, you know, you, you wouldn't even have imagined. No one imagined us to be in this position after eleven games, where we're got, where we've got twenty-four points, level with Liverpool, but a goal difference is like ten plus. We've conceded nine goals, scored twenty-three. Like no one had given us that that respect, and, and yet we've mm. earned it. We've drawn every point out of that table. Every, every we've drawn every point out of the, out of the fixture. So players like Bergwijn, who 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 have been out of it, uh, have worked their way back in, and that's what Winks needs to do. They're, they're, within his dressing room, there are examples of how to play yourself back into the team. Like yeah. I don't like he, he's, it's difficult for him because he has Hoybier in front of him, and Hoybier is irreplaceable. Mm. Um, but 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 just show the right attitude, or mm. or John. Should he have just been given the whole game to carry on to, to play the way he was doing? Or, or does Jose Mourinho, uh, does he know everything about Harry Winks already? That he doesn't need to see anymore? The difficulty with Winks, mate, and I think the problem that he's, that he's going to have, and actually to, to answer your point directly, the reason that I think he was right to drag him off is, and different to Vinicius actually, is like a striker can play terribly for 89 minutes and have one chance and bury it. A midfielder 
who it's like their responsibility is to like set the tempo of the game, control the game. If they're not doing it after 60 minutes, it doesn't matter. Like it's gone. It's pointless. They're not going to, because it's not one moment, right? It's not one moment like a striker or an attacking player that they, they just need that one moment. So you just leave them on because you know, if it happens, they'll do it. When you've got a player in central midfield, they need to be doing it for consistently. So 60 minutes is enough. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna get better in that last few minutes to be able to change change the game. So I think it's fair enough that he took him off in that instance. But just generally with Winks, I think his major problem is, and the difference to even say someone like a Sissoko is, Winks is basically like a five out of ten in every attribute, whereas mm-hmm. like Sissoko is like a three out of ten in some of like the finishing attributes or even like incisive passing. But he's like an eight out of ten athlete or nine out of ten positioning like pitch intelligence like like covering like it's really high so he's like quite an extreme player so he can you can lean into his extremes and go right you're going to shut teams down you're going to drop into space and you're going to like cover and like sweep up for Hoiberg and, and when necessary like drop into the the back line and like cover for the right back that's your role and that's what you're good at i don't know what winks can do to lean into to like suit what we need he he isn't a good enough passer of the ball or an incisive enough passer of the ball like Hoiberg. Hoiberg is a massive unit, but fuck me, if the guy was five foot tall, he'd still be a great player because he can still pass. Mm-hmm. Like, he's an amazing passer and amazing reader of the game. Winks, I just find, is like um, a really talented uh, 14-year-old playing in a men's league where he's he's technically fine, but he's just just that can't quite get to the passes, can't block stuff off or cut cut passing lanes he's just too small or too slow to get there that's what it's like watching him he's just constantly scurrying trying to keep up with the game and when he's got the ball he's too frightened it seems to play forward so he just plays safe and when you're in a team like we are where you want to be able to break and counter you saw the goals we scored against the scum like Aurier's ball was a risky one the one that he Mm. plays through to Lo but he plays that through two people but he doesn't hesitate just plays the pass Winks has that pass on not in the same position every game and doesn't play it. That's why he won't ever make you, it for us because you, he, he's not yeah. brave enough to take those passes. Do you see him coming back, Cal? I or think there's it... a shot for him to come back. I think he's, you know, I think he needs, I think he needs to have a word of himself and it's interesting to see the difference between him playing for England and playing for, for Tottenham mm-hmm. as well. I think perhaps the expectations are lower playing for England, which is really fucking weird thing to say um, because you think about the national team and <coughs> what it's over the years, you know, us three were all a similar age and we've grown up and we've always felt of the national team being this like the most important thing and we want the best players the best coach now we've got the fucking school prefect as our head coach so it's not i don't think the expectations are there we'll get pumped by belgium and gareth southgate going, yeah they fucking played really well mate it's like no you gone like no <laughs> like he's it's good. like it's gone i feel your word of the month it's my yeah, word of the day he's nicked it off me mate he's nicked that off me i've yeah. noticed it it's my, just, my word. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Gorm is um, your word. Your well, I didn't invent it. I got it off my mate. Um, but yeah, I think it just comes from Gorm. It just comes from Gormless. Yeah, yeah, I understand is, the etymology of it. Fairly... <laughs> oh, oh, okay. See, what I don't get about you, Flav, is you can say a word like etymology, but you you can't pronounce like basic players' names, or like you you you'll muddle up your own name. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a conundrum. It's really weird. It's a, it's a paradox. Um, it is a paradox. I'm just going to Google it's etymology. It's, uh, it, it's the, the source of a word. It's really, where a yeah. word comes from. Yeah. Um, Ooh, college boy. 
yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Uh, so one of us has a degree here. Uh, can uh, can we just give some props to Jose Mourinho? We've done it a lot, but he has been just been named the um, the player, uh, the manager of the month. See, trying to stitch us up. They're trying to stitch us up. Manager of the month is always cursed, and they're not, trying to stitch us up. So it is if you're a weak manager. If you're, if that's you're, right. No, it's not going to work. It not, won't work. Not now. Not with Jose. He's seen no, it all before. He's heard it all before. Uh, yeah, yeah he's, he's obviously. We're not not going to go back on on what he's done so far because uh, we've done it every week basically. Um, mm. But I did notice a story. According to uh, Talk Sport, Manchester United owners fear that they made a mistake back in Pogba over Josie in the row between the two. So part of the reason that um, Jose Mourinho failed at Man United was because the board seemingly backed their their um, their prize assets on the pitch rather than backing their manager. And you could imagine a similar situation if, if Bale was a different personality, that he may be starting to kick up a fuss that Barnett might start coming out in the press and going, your Bale's not happy, he's not playing. Um, and it seems that if, if you know, in, in terms of the upper oligarchs of a, of a, of a Premier League club like we have, that, that they have, they would have to make a decision between Gareth Bale at some stage and Jose Mourinho, and it feels like Jose Mourinho would get the nod if if you believe the fact that Man United's uh, management feel like they might have made a mistake, according to Talksport. Who was the like the last Spurs player, like big Spurs player, to really really make a fuss? Ericsson, I guess, um, but he didn't make a massive fuss, did he? No. Danny Rose, what's he doing now? Eating fucking pasties in the park somewhere. He's not even well, to train. He's playing. Him. He's playing for the under twenty threes now. <laughs> that's that's what he's doing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> not so smug now I am oh I'm going to see Daniel yeah go see Daniel on your way to the fucking kids dressing room you mug okay alright <laughs> let's just let, then we'll move on but <laughs> <laughs> oh, just quickly Flav on this I would say that uh, we saw it a little bit in the um, in the documentary the Amazon thing that I think I do genuinely feel like not that I know Levy uh, intimately that this is the first time he feels um, that he's got a manager who is bigger than he's ever had before I mean, it's obvious because it's Jose Mourinho and it's like he's one of the top three managers in the world. But he's never had a Jose Mourinho type. He's, he, I think he's a little bit intimidated by Jose. So I, I, think, I ever, think he is. I think he yeah, is. I think he's, impressed, he's impressed by him. Big yeah, time. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, that, it's that sort of fine line between he's impressed by him, but Jose will get away with more than any other manager we've had before under Levy mm. um, in terms of like what he wants, he gets. Mm. Um, which I, I think any other manager that we've had wanted Bale on loan, paying those wages, that doesn't happen. And Jose's like, mm. no, I want it. And it's, and it's happened. And that's why, that's why Spurs fans should just be grateful on a base level that we're going to get signings that we wouldn't have got because Jose will just bully them through because he is a big personality. So I think that is also a really interesting dynamic. And ultimately, United's loss is massively our gain because mm. like, I, I think what um, what Jose brings to us is this level of gravitas. And you're seeing now players starting to buy into that. And that is that is a re- one of the reasons, aside from the fact we've got a really good squad anyway, that we're top of the league, is because the, the mentality is definitely changing. You can see that in, in all levels of the club. So go on, Jose Dog. Joe's dog. You even just um, look at like it. fucking like Joe Roden will come on for five minutes and will be delighted to do it. Like yeah. absolutely happy to do it. Lucas, you see Lucas, he's not played much, but every single game he gives an effort because there's a buy-in. We've spoken about this before. There's a yeah. massive buy-in from the players right now. You see Harry Kane heading away corners, Sonny track away. Even Gareth Bale last night, we were talking about Bale earlier. 
there was a little bit more running in him last night. He was mm. tracking back a lot more than he than he did in his first few games. Players, they can see there's there's the potential for something special here, and they're they're willing to do whatever it takes. I think. All right, so we'll move on to the Crystal Palace game. Obviously, we're backed by William Hill, and they've got some odds for us. Um, what, one of the things that, that that stuck out to me was that Wilfred Zaha is uh, seven to one to be first goal scorer for <laughs> Palace. Do do either of you sort of, you know? resent the fact that we never signed we never went balls out for Zaha or has that ship sailed John what, what you know is this a player that you'd still like to to pick up or I've got to be honest mate I've I've never really rated him um my, main reason being is I feel that um he got his move to United when I didn't there were players that had much better numbers than him in the championship so I, I always found it a bit of a weird move he went there Never did anything in a like a big environment. So people put it down to his age. Oh, he was too too young. He wasn't ready for it. You know, there's definitely a player there. Goes back to Palace, somewhere where he feels like safe and comfortable. Doesn't do like doesn't rip up trees. Has an opportunity then when he plays a couple of good seasons, he gets an opportunity to to go elsewhere. Offers from us. Offers from other clubs. Going in for him. Signs an extension to his contract. Has an opportunity to play for England. Turns that down. Goes to Ivory Coast. He he just wants to be a big fish in a small small pond, mate. He's not he's not a very uh, high level ambitious player. Otherwise, he would have moved and he'd be playing for a better club than Crystal Palace right now. He's in my opinion, he's a bit of a myth. Talented footballer, no doubt, but he has not got the mentality to be at an elite club, which is what we are and what we're aspiring to be. He's not that. If you uh, like, disagree, fuck off. <laughs> if you disagree with Big John Bass, there uh, you can back Will Rizzoha seven to one. <laughs> <laughs> Incoming hat trick from Will, <laughs> ripping ripping off his palace shirt to show a fuck fuck England, um, like pissing pissing on an England flag, and then like fuck John Bass for life. Um, Cal, obviously we've we've been sandwiched between some really difficult. This this fixture yeah. has been sandwiched between some really difficult ties. We've got Liverpool mm. in midweek. Uh, before that, obviously we know we played Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City. Come away with seven points there. Do you, is there any worry that we go into this fixture without the same intensity that we have previously that's, that just, you know, has ensured that we've got great results? Do we go into Selhurst Park this weekend thinking we can do this, that we that, that, that we deserve the points, or would Jose Emery just not allow that to happen? What, what What's your feeling? Not a chance. I think the only concern for me is that it's Liverpool on the following Wednesday mm. and they might have one eye on that. Um, and I... I think perhaps maybe one of the reasons is that he took off Bale so early is that he might start Bale on Sunday. Um, and perhaps... Do you reckon? He took him off very early and I think, you know, to bring Son on, and he brought Son on last week as well, didn't he, in the European right. game? Ludogrets. He scored against... Uh, or was it Lask? Sorry. Um, no, it was Lask. Um, yeah, he's come on against Lask. He's then played 90 minutes. He's played most of the game against Arsenal. He came off in the last few minutes. And then he's come on again last night. Does he give Sonny a rest and and no at least no not start way. him to to get ready for the Liverpool game? Ma- Ma- it's a packed fixture calendar, Flav. It really is. It's so packed. what what would the, what would the front line be like if 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 Son doesn't play? Oh, Kane's going to start hands down, yeah. obviously. So what what would our front line be if if Son gets rested? Kane, Bale, and Bergvine. Yeah, I think that's the shout, you know, because they're going to sit deep, Palace. So we're going to have to be a bit more, uh, have a bit more guile and maybe like have a bit more, you know, um, creativeness on the edge of their area. And as we saw like last night, 
if Bale's on on the edge of the area, he's still got a fucking wand of a left foot. Mm. So there there'll be opportunities for him to to smash a like twenty five yarder in a top bag, and it might take something like that to break them down. So I, I, and again, like we have got Liverpool, and if we've got serious ambitions, you have to win both of these games, and that does I, I think mean juggling the lineup against Palace. It's a risk. Like everything's a risk. Like do you go into it, put your best team, and hope you hope you win, and then they're all fucked for Liverpool. Or do you, do you put a team with a couple of changes, hope you win, and then go into Liverpool full strength? I, I would go for that. And I think that's probably what Jose's thinking is like, I need to make a couple of tweaks. I don't think it'll be massive changes, but I do think there will be some some changes to our starting eleven. to be honest. All right, fair enough. Um, give me your, your, your score predictions and I'll give you the odds from William Hill. Cal, you go first. Uh, 2-1 to Spurs. 2-1 to Spurs isn't that brave. 7-1 to one with William Hill. Okay. John, I'm not asking you to be brave. I'm just asking what you think. What do you reckon? Uh, I think we'll win 2-0, mate. 2-0 is 6-1. to one. I think 5-0. And I've got to have a word with William Hill because I think this is long. 55-1. to one. That should, like, 5-0 Spurs should be about 8-1 to one, in my opinion. Mm, so yeah. they are, like, if there is value there. If you trust me, and understand that Spurs will beat them 5-0. Five, five nil, five nil, then you can get 55 quid back on your quid. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's move on to some questions from uh, the listeners. Um, this is from Eshart. It says, which flavour of the month will our fans award player of the season be? Uh, this is instead of your taken for granted cane. So... Uh, out of uh, uh, you know any any uh, any of our players that get player of the month this 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 month, if it isn't Kane, who might it be? It's Hoybier. Yeah. So can you see Hoybier as our player of the season? Can I def- shot? Can I def- Can a defensive midfielder in a team that has Hunmin Son and Gareth Bale, sorry, and uh, Harry Kane in it? Imagine if Hoybier, who probably <laughs> won't register an assist or a goal all season. Or certainly another one if he has done... Um, he might have had an assist. I think he may have done an assist. Assist, for, Man United. Or, yeah, yeah, all right. But it, he, he's not going to contribute in that way. Will the Tottenham Hotspur support see the value in him or will they go for something obvious like like a Son or Kane? Hoiberg scores the goal that wins us the league. At Arsenal. We'll, be, we'll, we'll, need, we'll need a point or something or we, we have to win the game and it's like one or it's nil-nil and we'll be desperate and the ball drops to Hoiberg on the edge of the area and he'll fucking hammer it home in the 90th minute and that's what wins us the league. And everyone remember that and he'll, he'll get player of the year and everyone will be like, Kane's got 30 and assisted 30 and Son got 30 and assisted like 29. And it's like, yeah, but Hoiberg's goal, fucking hell, that won us the league. There you go. There's the narrative. Lovely. Mystic Bass strikes again. Wonderful. Jake Goodyear, he says, do you think the Winks will be still dancing on the tables in Dubai in a couple of years' time after helping to guide Brighton to a respectable 10th place finish? <laughs> yes, that's such a good question. I mean, it is a good question, but it's also shitting on one of your own, to be fair. He's been with, <laughs> he's been with the club since he was eight. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I mean, the question is, I guess the question is, is, is uh, Harry Winks going to end up playing... Um, for another football club in in the Premier League, and it unless Jose Mourinho something tragic happens in terms of our form, and Jose Mourinho loses his job, it does feel like Harry Winks' time is done. Um, yeah. Where where would he go? What would he? What, what do you think? He, where would he do good? In my head, I had Bournemouth, Brighton, maybe 
someone like uh, Newcastle or Stretch, but it's that kind of level, isn't it? Manchester, yeah, but Pep Guardiola wanted him once at forty million pound. Yeah, he's a mid-table player, though, isn't he? Thinks he's not. He is. He's a he's a Brighton, Aston Villa, maybe. Um, because they're starting. They they like buying yeah. like quite nice. That's not bad shout. Players, maybe Aston Villa. Um, Connor Kane yeah. said, um, "Did Deli Ali go for a shit?" Now this is him disappearing after he realised he weren't going to come onto the pitch. He went down the tunnel and then came back and looked a little bit forlorn. That said, I've never seen that. I've never seen a sub go for a poo before. And maybe, when have you ever paid attention, though? This is a good point. This is a good point. Maybe maybe this this stuff happens all the time. Maybe people are leaving our bench mid-game all the time to go for a weir yeah. or poo. I've seen that happen so many times. That isn't the reason why he left. He went off in a half. He come back and someone said to him, mate, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get back out there. Sit on the seat, you donut. Like you're good enough to get back in this side. There's a, there is a career for you, probably a very profitable and illustrious career still to be had. You could be part of this quadruple winning side this year if you just go back to your seat and stop being such a punani. Maybe the um, maybe the look on his face was was one of those where, like, you feel like you really needed to go, and then only like half of it came out. And then he got like, the, the door started rattling like, Deli, Deli, you got to come out. Jose's losing it. And he's like, fuck. And he just like tries to like suck it in a little bit and just like cut it off with his bum hole. And then it's just like, <laughs> pulled his shorts back up. Because there's not, I'll be honest, there's nothing worse than being like all dressed up in sports gear and doing a shit. Like I've got ready to go running before and then needed a shit. And it's just, there's something about like, getting sports clothes on after you've gone for a poo that just doesn't sit right with me and maybe I've made that face before myself like I don't know in my head I'm imagining you you've got a massive full length mirror like not a normal full length mirror like one that's (laughs) six foot wide and about 12 foot high just to fit your entire massive Goliath body in it and um, you've got your running gear on you've got your running gear on John right and then you look at it and you're looking yourself in the mirror and your eyes go wide and you go Oh no, I need a poo. <laughs> and this isn't a normal human being needing a poo. It's not like like my size or cow size, normal size. Your poos are like they're like a baby's arm. Yeah. They're like a like meteorite. A... You know when someone goes, Oh, there was a meteorite that struck my car, look how big it is, and then it's just a big black rock. Like just a big bulbous rock. That's what it looks like in the pan. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh it's, it's like a butternut squash. Just Humongous. Jeez. Yeah. Well, for, look, I know. I know. Like, I am obviously a weird, like a weird guy. But you're not I, um... weird. You're not weird. Embrace it, mate. You're a beautiful human being. You're you're yeah. you're a sexual. You're 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 a sexual independent white male. Yeah. So it's pretty. It's pretty much the best. Like this is not my words. This is not my words. This is the the woke community. I'm the most privileged kind of person there is. So what they're saying is the best. I am the best. <laughs> yeah. I am the best. <laughs> I am on top. White, straight, male. Ginormous. Oh, they run everything. Brilliant. Thanks very much. If anything, you're you're validating me. You're making me feel more confident about running the world. Thank, Thank you. But also, Again, also, you 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 run <laughs> run men as well because you're you're, yeah. you're 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 massive. You're not a manlet. This is something I heard earlier. Yeah. A manlet. A manlet. It's, it's, a, manlet. It's a, a, small, a small man. <laughs> that's really good yes. I'm use so that. not only that you don't use it because it's going to upset people 
Not no, because some people like it. Some people like like to be. Yeah. You know, like I, we were talking earlier about like it's good to insult your friends, the people that you really care about. You know, so like next time I see Al, I'm going to say to him, "Oh, Al, you're my cute little manlet." That's Alex, what I'm going to rub his little head, and I'm going to kiss him as well. Alex is a manlet. <laughs> He is a manlet. Compared to me, he is a manlet. Uh, we're going to do a couple more questions, then we're going to finish. Uh, Yid Army, he says, is Hoybier the best CDM we've ever had? And obviously, this is important because, it, it, like a CDM in, in its most sort of specialised position is, is something that's relatively new in the game. Or something that's where it's become such a standard position is new. It's not like just having a defensive midfielder. It's specifically a position where other midfielders are allowed to progress because of his defensive abilities anyway what you know answer the question cal uh i'm just sat here just kind of just better than palacios yeah it's like palacios stefan freund zakora scott parker scott, Park. Carrick. scott parker had a good run he what, had a good run well carrick carrick would have been comparable to winks and hoybier for sure yeah but hoybier yeah. has something else about him that perhaps carrick Maybe it's just a physicality. Maybe Carrick and Hoybier are comparable. Wanyama? Mm, mm. Carrick's a very good player. Wanyama wasn't. Wanyama had great... Wanyama, you can compare Wanyama and Palacios, definitely. Yeah. I don't think you can compare... You can't. The, the, neither of those are in Hoybier's level. I think maybe well, I... Uh, maybe only in, in, in the last couple of decades, maybe only Michael Carrick can compare. And... and, and I can't split them actually because I remember thinking, "What a great player Carrick is," and we bought him from from West Ham. None of us really—it was like two point eight million, I think, at the time. It was nothing. Yeah. It was nothing, and um, we didn't really expect much. And as soon as he, because he didn't start, if I remember rightly, under Yo, it took him a while to get into the side. And when he mm-hmm. did, you're like, "Oh my god, this guy's special!" And you know, he played one season, two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't split Carrick and Hoybier, but I. I I would say those those two were our best. Yeah, I think it's fair to say as well that like Carrick's best years in his career weren't with us, but we saw the potential, and then obviously he went to United, and he was fucking yeah. incredible for them. I think Hoiberg, like if, if he continues to play at this level or even improves and stays with us for a two to three year period, then I think it's like he goes clear of Carrick for us. Um, also, th- I used to think Sandro, if it wasn't for his knee injuries and like yes. relentless injuries, he had what it took. Like mm. he was massive, fit. Like he would get around the pitch. He could, he could play as well. Loved, loved the smashing tackle and scored an absolute worldie. Was it against United? He scored a fucking yes. screamer. Um, so he, he could have been, he could have been good if it wasn't for injuries. But there's loads of players like that, so fuck it. All right, cool. We had, we had loads of questions about. Um... Uh, it, it would we win the league if if Arsenal got relegated? Um, it obvious. Spurs win the title or Arsenal rele- relegate is not a question because both those things are magnificent. You take either, but if one if you had to have one or the other, then obviously Spurs win the league. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, the great thing about this season is Spurs are going to win the league and Arsenal are going to get relegated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Both things can come true. It's all we ever wanted. Wonderful. I think there's a bit of I think there's a bit of joy to be had in Spurs being amazing and winning leagues and all this stuff. But I think there's a bit of joy in Arsenal not getting relegated, but just being a really shit Premier League team. Yeah. Like we get to see them all the time and they're really suffering. It's like yeah. seeing your ex every now and again and she's just getting fatter and fatter. Wow. And just worse <laughs> and worse. And it's like, yes, look what happened to you. 
that it's kind of like that, you know. Um, so I think there's a little bit of joy to be had in them staying in the Premier League, but just being terrible. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, can I just? Uh, we just had an e- email through from William Mill, and it said, "Can you get uh, get Cal off the podcast? He's just not going to fit anymore." If you want, the, if you want, what, the, um, what, what odds are they going to give us on Cal being arrested um, for like defamation of character or like something like that, mate? Can you, can you ask him for odds? Uh, they said two to one on him being arrested for being a nonce. <laughs> uh, um, they actually have come back for, with some some odds for the Palace game. Uh, each Ooh. team over one corner in each half is eleven to four. This is trending on hashtag your odds match mm. visa. So these, the hashtag your odds is where you you want to come up with a specific bet and they'll they'll give you an odds for it. Uh, over two goals, over two goals, over three cards, and over ten corners is thirteen to two. This is also trending on hashtag your odds. Son to score first is seven to two. And odds subject to fluctuate. Check their website and app for enhanced odds in the build-up to the game. So if you want the best value for your money, then um, you know check it an hour before kickoff. And that's it. Thank you, boys. Uh, thanks for recording twice. Um, I think we pulled it out, pulled it round. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, John, Cal, thanks. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 speak next week when we remain top of the league. For the fourth week on the bounce, twenty-seven oh. points in the bag. Oh, at that. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the podcast is sponsored by Cox. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. 
even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the Podcast is sponsored by Cox. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.